This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. We've got uh, a whole lot of things to discuss, and we will an hour from now with our panel. Uh, many topics worthy of discussion, including the Prime Minister using a private jet to come off vacation for a day of meetings in Ottawa and then jetting back to Florida. Some people say, you could have Skyped, buddy. What's that carbon footprint you're so concerned about? You're going to put a, a carbon tax on all the rest of us, and yet uh, you seem to be betraying that idea of trying to lessen your own. Uh, than the value of a college or a university degree with these scandals rocking, well, the free world. In effect, where uh, parents are trying to get access for their laggard kids, uh, it really has blown up in a lot of people's faces, and it's exposed a system of uh, privilege, not always white privilege, which seems to be the mantra that a lot of people think is uh, really the ticket to gaining uh, higher stature in life. In a lot of cases, it's just about uh, who you know and... uh, I guess, the wrong people in the wrong places. However, on uh, the matter of young people behaving badly, which we riffed on for a spell last hour, there's another story I wanted to follow up on because it certainly speaks to that. Back, uh, I guess, many years ago, there was a young man who went for a joyride, took a van, I guess, from his parents uh, early hours of the morning. It was up in Newmarket, if I understand it correctly. And anyway, during the joyride, A York Regent police constable named Garrett Stiles uh, stopped the young man and his cohorts and uh, tried to apprehend the keys. And one thing led to another. Young man floored it, van rolled over, killed uh, the constable. And uh, we kind of lost track of the story after that, even though the young man had been rendered a quadriplegic. Well, there is an update, and Michelle Mandel has written about it in The Sun today, and she's joined The Oakley Show to explain by way of follow-up what this all means. Michelle, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks very much for having me. You know, I was trying to remember off the top of my head because time flies, but how many years ago now was it when uh, Garrett Stiles lost his life in the line of duty? You know, I should know this off by heart, but I think it was around 2011, but I might be wrong. No, you are. I'm just reading it here now. Uh, I've got the update. June 2011. Man, time flies. But uh, in this instant, the young man who uh, committed this heinous act... uh, I guess they're only going by the uh, the initials because it was part of the youth criminal justice system. Exactly. S- SK. Yeah, June 2011. So he was 15 at the time, right? He was 15 at the time. It was actually the first day of uh, summer vacation. And uh, he was out joyriding for the second time. He'd been caught, you know, back in January and gotten in trouble with his parents and grounded and promised never to do it again. And sure enough, sure enough, he did. Yeah, so set the scene then. He went for a joyride, but he had some pals in uh, the van with him, didn't he? Yeah, it was the end of the night that they'd been together, and he was driving um, some of them home, and he was doing 147 kilometers in an 80 zone. Um, Garrett Stiles, Constable Garrett Stiles, uh, did a normal traffic stop, pulled him over, um, told him that uh, he was going to have to impound the car, and the kid went crazy, as you can probably imagine. I mean, don't do this. My parents are going to kill me. Please, please, please. Begging. Wouldn't get out of the car. And I guess this went on for a while that finally um, the, the officer said, you know, um, he opens the door and he reaches over to, you know, unbuckle him, I guess, and to take him out. And um, there's dispute. He the, the kid says that, oh, I don't know what happened. I must have pushed the accelerator instead of the brake. Um, the jury found that, uh, no, he, he floored it, as he said. Um, to try and get away. So this poor officer is clinging for life. His legs hanging out of the van as uh, it goes speeding across the highway and goes airborne, flips, and um, eventually pins the officer behind, uh, beneath the car. And um, so he was 
killed and uh, the driver was left a quadriplegic, as you said. You know, I seem to recall another detail at the time that uh, Garrett Stiles, as you know, he was expiring, crushed by the van underneath it as it rolled over onto him, was calling 911 or a dispatcher to help these kids in the van. That's right. It's, uh, that was that was audio that had been picked up by somebody who, I guess, listens to the police scanners and was later broadcast. And it was um, just indicative of what a special man this this man was because he was, you know, he was dying and he was concerned about the lives of these these teens. And yet, uh, this young man who bolted in the van and caused this whole tragic series of events here, uh, he too was rendered a quadriplegic which I guess in terms of uh, juvenile justice seems to have been parlayed into a lighter sentence. Am I wrong? Well, the Crown at the time had wanted him ha- serving part of the time, five years, in a, a, an open custody kind of centre, like a youth facility where you know his needs would be met, but that, that there would be a custody component to it. And the judge rejected that. He said, um, no, we're going to give him nine years of... Um, supervision, which is basically probation, I guess, um, because he felt that he had suffered enough, that he was, you know, because of his disability now, he would be uh, reminded every day of what had happened. His lifespan had been shortened by 25 years and that, that no, there was no facility that could really take care of his um, huge medical serious needs that, that he now has. Right. And so uh, having been placed in this situation where you say extensive medical needs could not be handled in custody according to the judge but he seemed to have been uh, okay to get a driver's license shortly after sentencing well that was the big surprise yesterday because there's this, this has been under appeal the last couple of days um interestingly enough the team who's now 23 is appealing his conviction um and the crown is appealing the sentence so yesterday was the crown's turn and uh, she disclosed that they had learned that shortly after his sentencing, when they had all assumed that he had such complex medical needs that, you know, no facility could possibly take care of him, um, he was able to learn how to drive, I guess, by whatever um, um, modifications had been made. And he's, you know, been driving ever since. And so she was asking, at the very least, I mean, she wants, she still believes that there should be some custody component to this sentence. Um, but at the very least, she believes that there should be a driving ban instilled. Right. So in order to be able to drive, even with modifications, he's obviously not, uh, I don't want to sit here and, uh, you know, decide what uh, he's capable of doing, but he still must have use of certain limbs or appendages or some way, somehow. Yeah, I don't know the details. I know that he has some use of his wrists and his um, shoulders. I, I don't know how, how that would allow him to, to operate a vehicle, but... He has been for years. Um, he's also lived in a dormitory at, at university. So I guess that what the point the Crown was making was that this was not quite the picture that had been put before the judge at the time. Yeah, you know, when we talked earlier about uh, given nine years of community supervision, you call it essentially probation. So what would the basis of his appeal be? What would he be looking for? Well, he's, he wants this, the conviction overturned. It was a first-degree murder conviction because it, he the jury found that he should have known that what his actions were going to lead to the death of a, a police officer. So that's considered first degree. Um, and he, uh, his lawyers were arguing that it should be manslaughter, that there was no intent here, that he never intended to press on the accelerator. He couldn't have known that the officer, you know, was going to die as a result. So he's looking for the, you know, a retrial on manslaughter. Um, 
And like I said, the Crown is looking for you know a whole new sentence. I see. So this is before the courts now with uh, both parties to it appealing, interestingly enough. A- any idea when this will all be rendered? No, I mean, they reserve judgment. So that means that, you know, we'll have to wait and see. It could be a couple of weeks. It's usually a few months before we hear back. Yeah. Well, Constable Garrett Stiles is still dead. Uh, tragic as it was. This young person was culpable, responsible, and uh, yet he's out and about driving. And I know he's a quadriplegic, but uh, it just places into some sharp relief uh, the quality of justice. Whether or not there should have been a driving ban, I believe uh, that should be the case. And uh, I drew that inference from your article, Michelle. I appreciate your joining us this afternoon and uh, updating us on a story that we followed fairly closely back all those years ago. Hard to believe it was uh, now eight years ago or almost eight years ago. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, Michelle Mandela again from The Sun on that story. Tragic as it was. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.